I'd say let's just gloss over that detail. I don't think it's worth saying that way. It's been a few weeks. Hello and welcome to the another episode of the Mighty Rewind. Uh, this is a weekly podcast with three brothers. Take a look at a topic and a movie from popular culture that you may or may not care about. My name is Tyler. You got Brian here. And you've got Jeff. This week is the start of our uh, wishes movie focus. Wish movie focus. Mo- wish movie focus. Genre. The, the movies in the wish genre. Yeah. Genre? After a, a big genre. time stutter at G- the beginning genre? of the year here. <laughs> G- yeah. We had a bit of a stutter here with me being sick and uh, people being in town and issues. So two weeks in, uh, two weeks later, we're finally getting an episode out. So sorry about that. But as promised, we are talking about Brian's choice of movies. Brian, what movie was that? Uh, I chose the movie 3,000 Years of Longing. Um, it's a movie from 2022, so fairly recent, and it's a, a fantastic film. So um, that's right. Directed by George Miller, written by George Miller, Miller and Augusta Gore, based on a short story by A. S. Byatt called "The Gin and the Nightingales." E. I. Um, starring Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba, uh, primarily uh, the two of them, um, along with some other actors and actresses um this was a movie that when it came out i really 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 wanted to see it in theaters it came out like kind of right when theaters opened back up and uh i was really excited to get out and see it um but it also sorry not right when they opened back up right when my son was born it was like the week my son was born it came into theaters and i could just not sneak away to go and see it uh, but i was really i really wanted to um because i'm a big fan of george miller um but yeah, I'm I'm glad that we finally watched it. Jeff had recommended this a couple months back. I think Jeff, you watched it on a plane, did you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, how did we all feel about this movie, Jeff? I guess you can start out since you had initially yeah recommended it to us. Yeah, I thought uh, it was an interesting clash of kind of myth and modern reality slash technology like how would a this this legend of the past that fit within modern society was was kind of one of the questions that that this movie answered that i wasn't expecting it to um so i i would my non-spoilers review which we typically do um would be that uh i like this movie a lot cinematics were great um acting performances were fun uh it was a fun concept tackled in a clever way I like that they spent a decent amount of time in the past as well as the present. And I, I think that uh, it was a good movie and I recommend it to anyone. Yeah, Brian, do you want to jump off that? Absolutely. Um, I felt the exact same way. I, I wanted to see how a um, gin or genie type wish movie could fit into uh, a modern narrative. I, th- I thought they they really uh, did 
did a lot with that and I'll, I'll get more into that in a spoilers filled review but um it, and it, i i love movies with you know well done flashbacks and, and this movie lived off of them so um uh, overall i just ate it up and and i gotta say idris elba as a or idris idris um do you know how to pronounce it i think it's just idris idris elba uh, i gotta say man that guy was a perfect choice to be a a, a gin i thought he just did a, a great job of coming off cosmic and you know uh inhuman to an extent so i i you know i think the acting just knocked it out of the park and and uh i'll get into more detail here in a minute yeah, he's uh, he's a good actor, and Tilda Swinton plays off of him really well. I think in this movie, I've always been a big fan of her, and I think that she kind of, I think she's like an unsung like great, uh, like you know she gets cast in everything, but I don't feel like I've ever seen her like honored at any awards show for what I I consider to be like really truly good performances in everything. I've never seen her deliver something where I'm like that was bad, you know. Right. Right. So, um, cool. Well, do we want to just get into a discussion on the movie? Absolutely. Who wants to start? Oh, full spoilers for this movie and any other movie, book, short story, anything ever. Just watch out. Uh, all right. Someone go take it away. Um, yeah. I mean, so the, the quick recap of the film uh, <clears throat> is essentially this genie having a long history starting all the way back with him falling in love uh, freely with the Queen of Sheba. Um, and they tell the story of King Solomon with the Queen of Sheba. Uh, and it tells the story of how King Solomon was able to imprison the jinn. Um, then it tells the story of, uh, uh, I don't remember which empire it was, um, uh, the, this ancient empire. I believe the Ottoman. Yeah, the Ottoman Empire. That's right. Um, this Ottoman Empire and how this random slave girl, or I think she was a, a prostitute, um, finds the genie and he starts falling in love with her and making her dreams come true. Um, and, and then it tells the story of uh, this uh, merchant wife, this merchant's wife who ends up uh, with the genie and him desperately falling in love with her and try to make her dreams come true. And in each one, uh, he ends up trapped um, back inside his bottle for periods of time before he ends up in Tilda Swinton's hands. And I think one of the things that was very funny about this film and, and what really set the movie off to a success uh, was the story that they decided to tell of this woman having been familiar with genie folklore. And as soon as the genie is released and she, you know, acknowledges that he is a genie, she believes him. Uh, she refuses to make a wish simply because genies and all of this folklore are trickster gods that uh, twist and pervert your wish into damaging you and the people you love. And so she's like, I'm content. I don't need your whatever it is that I would wish for. You wouldn't give it to me anyways. I, I wouldn't be able to keep it. You would pervert the wish. Um, and what you're led to believe is that this genie actually needs to complete his three wishes before he can return home to the land of the djinn. Um, and she's like, I don't believe you. And so he has to tell his life story in order to convince her to make her wishes. Um, 
which is a fun concept. Uh, we spent a decent amount of time in the past, which is always a, a good step for for making me like the movie. I like being able to see those kind of historical cultures um, represented. And uh, super fun, absolutely. Yeah, you want to take it away from there, Brian? Um, I I I don't know if there's much more that we need to. to dive into the those specifics what i was going to say is from a higher level view i think the theme of the story is well without getting into like abstract concepts um that this gin has finally come across somebody that is aware of the pitfalls of making wishes like you know she even mentions that every wish making story that we have is a cautionary tale like it doesn't end like the stories do not end with somebody sitting there like this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Typically, it's, you know, they wish for money and it ruins their life or, or you know, it has some unintended consequences. And so, you know, she spends most of her time trying to understand how to avoid those pitfalls or I'm sorry, it's more about her like almost arguing with arguing with him because she doesn't want to make any wishes at all. And she is content with her simple existence mm-hmm. and he, and he doesn't have that option. He needs her to make wishes in order for him to be set free. And so it's, it's just a back and forth of her saying, I know how this ends. It always ends poorly. And him saying, you don't have a choice. I need you to make wishes. Um, and so it's kind of this back and forth conversation between the two for the vast majority of the film and he spends all those flashbacks, you know, like you mentioned, um, explaining what's happened to him in the past. And, and she's using it as a learning experience to understand how others have approached it and how it's gone wrong. So um, it's funny that she mentions it's always a cautionary tale. And then sure enough, he mentions story after story of shit going wrong. Mm-hmm. So, um, But in his mind, it's not necessarily that they went wrong because of the wishes that were made. Correct. But more, more that like how the wishes that they made exacerbated their flaws right like each person's individual flaws were made worse by just their having had the opportunity to make those wishes it's not really what he did it's what they did with what was given to them which is interesting i kind of like that too because in a lot of those cautionary tales it's always like you wish for this and then the djinn like you know screws it up and makes it worse for you but in this movie it was more like I gave them exactly what they wanted and then what they did with what what they got, you know, they they are the ones that bastardized. There's it, also essentially, right. There's also a really fun power dynamic with the genie with each of the, the previous I'm gonna call them lamp bearers, um that uh each one of them there's there's a power dynamic that transitions where they start off extremely grateful about the genie granting their their innermost desires. And they're like, oh, my God, thanks so much. And they see this genie as this like benevolent thing. But by the third wish, by the time it's time for them to make their third wish, they see the genie as this disposable thing um, mm-hmm. where the genie at that we're point. Like, you work for me, basically. And, and each time the genie is like, hey, if this like if you don't make this specific wish, like I'm trying to help you, you need to say these words. And if you do, then we will you know, be able to solve this problem for you. And each time they're like, no, you're just a thing that grants me wishes. Uh, I, I'll decide what's best. I, I'm the one that got us here. Right? Like they take uh, uh, 
it's it's I don't know it's an interesting dynamic with each person. That was, that was my latest watch watch through. I was watching it from that lens of being like, oh wow, like this power dynamic changes with each one of them. Each one of them's like, hey, I'm this lowly being. I'm this person that has nothing. Can I have these things? And the genie grants them, and suddenly they're like, I'm this person that has all of these things. And you're just this fucking thing that grants me wit. And I'm just like, ah, oh, wow, it happens over and over and over again throughout this movie. Except uh, for uh, except for Ibrahim's main mistress, she just straight up doesn't <laughs> like him from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I I I, qu- I reference Ibrahim a lot now. That scene lives rent free in my head. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, which scene? Ibrahim is the uh, that like Ottoman sultans, like the crazy guys, f- like obese brother that's obsessed with obese women. Mm-hmm. And that just whole scene is just <laughs> has never left my mind. I can't get it. <laughs> you know him being weird, and you know, and the woman just like just seat dropping the <laughs> tile and smashing it and then being an asshole. Like I that whole scene is just gross and yeah, I can't get it out of my head. Yeah. Um, so the third act of this movie takes quite a twist, doesn't it? Um, eventually after the story, all the story time with Idris Elba, where he talks about the three different times that he's been imprisoned. Um, basically, Tilda Swinton is motivated to make her first wish, right? Uh-huh. Or is it is it her second wish? The first. It's her first wish. Um, and what she chooses is for the djinn to love her the way that he loved the other women who he loved in all of his stories. Because her story is that she had a husband and a child and they lost the child, and then she lost her husband. Is that the story? Mm-hmm. I think he left her for another woman. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and she, in all of that time, has been has found herself and has been happy being independent, but she's always longed for someone to love her. And so what she wishes for is for the, the genie to love her. And he does. He acquiesces. He gives her that, what she wished for. Um and they get to live happily for a period of time. And then that wish, having given her that wish, he starts to lose part of himself, right? And he starts to essentially die. Um, you'll have to correct me if I'm if I'm uh, conflating aspects of the story. But essentially, by making that wish, it starts to kill him. It's, Is that no, right? So what He's I- not able to exist in a mortal state. What, what they reveal is that genies are beings of electromagnetism, that they basically right. exist as electromagnetic, uh, I don't know, cosmic beings, and that the digital age has brought about so much uh, uh, electromagnetic interference through satellite radio towers and such that it interferes with his existence, that when he goes to, to, to metropolitan mm-hmm. areas, um, he's basically being pulled by all of these different towers that uh, that um, collect okay. signals, and so he can't That's right. he can't exist in London where she lives for too long. Um. So the way that she kind of resolves this issue in there is, I found really beautiful and heartbreaking at the same time, where she wishes to let him free. And her reasoning is that it was wrong of her to wish for his love because a love is not something that you can request from somebody. It has to be given freely, has to be like wholly owned by the person who's who's choosing to give it. 
And I just, I found that really to be like a very beautiful sentiment at the end of this movie. I don't know how you guys felt about that it, bit. It, it was. I'm, I, I want to say I don't remember the third wish at the moment. I'm trying to think. I don't know if there was one. But. Well, the second wish was for him to be able to speak to her because he was like stone right and then that so she she like like healed him temporarily or whatever and i think the third wish was to like was like saying like yeah i'm I'm trying to remember there is a third wish there but it's like it's essentially like me giving you like setting you free from my first wish it's like i want to i wish to take back my first wish you know in the the most fascinating thing about that is he basically tells her through his like backwards you know storytelling that each one of his prior owners received his love freely without having to wish for it. I mean, he fell in love with the Queen of Sheba and with uh, Zephyr, both by just by spending time with them, whereas mm-hmm. she like built it into her wish set. And I, I almost wonder if something about that, I mean, I know we're talking about the modern technology was affecting him, like he couldn't exist in our world, but you know, it's, there's just something interesting about that, you know, that she she wanted what the others had and then couldn't, and then she ended up not getting it essentially, you know what I mean? Or not getting it for a long period. Although I guess the end kind of hints at, hints at uh, some ambiguity there. Yeah. That he comes and he spends the time with her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I found that idea of her also, the wish didn't go wrong in that everything blew up in her face, right? It was more her coming to terms with the fact that it was wrong of her to make the wish in the first place because it was selfish and it it, it hurt the person that she had fallen in love with or had started to develop feelings for. And I just found that idea of sort of that push and that pull of like what you want and what you feel like you deserve and what is maybe best for the other person to be I don't know. Some there's like a salient point there for me. I don't, you know, ten years into a relationship, kind of knowing like you don't always need to get what you feel like you want because it's not necessarily what's best for you, the two of you as a whole, right? Um, and sort of that self, that necessary self sacrifice. I just I found that to be something that you don't really see a lot in movies, and I just thought that that was a really interesting point. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I wanted to talk about the visuals of this movie too. I find this movie to be visually spectacular. George Miller has just such an interesting eye. Um, I don't, I don't know. Was there any point in the movie that like really stood out to you guys visually that you found stunning or you know really stuck out to you aside from the morbidly obese women, Brian? <laughs> Um, all the flashbacks, I think they did a good job. Um, you know, the Queen of Sheba scene, you know, uh, or crazy, right? She was like golden. Her skin was like golden. It yeah. Was so and, and, interestingly you know, shot. was like, oh, by all accounts, she was beautiful. And he was like, she was beauty itself. And then you see her and like, they did such a great job of just making her seem like larger than life. And, mm-hmm. you know, Solomon, I think it was Solomon. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just that whole scene was so cool. And it was so funny because, uh, you know, Solomon comes to her. And they're like, first he played her music and he's just like banging on that banjo or whatever the hell that thing was. It's got like, he's just like growing hands out of his back and they're like all these little hands playing different instruments all off of him. And we listen to the music for a second. My wife looks at me and she's like, 
I'm not gonna lie, that song would work on me. That song would work. That's a good song. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me right now? But like, all that stuff was so cool, like a little abstract. I mean, you're kind of seeing things through the eyes of the gin, and you know, it's just so there's something kind of otherworldly about it. Um, so that you know, that scene really, really popped and set the tone. I thought was great. You know, Zafir's scene where he spends most of that time in the tower. You know, obviously a little bit toned down, but still, none, nonetheless, you know, kind of fantastical and and um, just being surrounded by all those books and like all of the paper and everything was well, yeah, and very you, beautiful. Just, you, like you believe that she's sharing a room with this cosmic being and like, you know, just these interactions that she's having. It's, you know, it's you just get really enveloped in what's going on. It's it's kind of hard to explain otherwise, because, you know, if you looked at a still frame, you'd be like, it's just a scene with Idris Elba and some other actress. But when you're watching it, you just see you just believe it. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it, but I, I was finding myself fully immersed. I just feel like George Miller has this ability to capture so much in a single, in like a shot. You know what I mean? Like specifically the tower scenes where he's in there with, what's the name? Zephyr? Zephyr, yeah. I just feel like there's like a way that he embodies like the fantastic element of it, like shows that it's fantasy when it's literally just Idris Elba and her standing next to each other in a room filled with books and it still feels like you're in a fairy tale like just look like if you just took that that scene just a picture from that scene and took it out of context it would still look like an image from a fairy tale in any other movie you know what i mean like it's just it's just there's something about his ability to do that and he does it with the mad max films as well where he's just like able to capture just like a very like a mood like so well i feel like um, I just, I don't know. There's just something about his, his skill as a visual storyteller that just like really grabs me. So I've just, I've, I don't know. I've just always been such a big fan of his. I think I've said this, um, about movies in the past, but George Miller definitely embodies this where I think his work, like in most of the scenes, you could just pause and take the still frame. And there's just so much to digest in that still sh- shot. You know, yeah. Mad Max Fury Road, absolutely that way. This movie, like, you could pause it and get so much out of any still shot throughout the film that it's just, you know, it, when it's all strung together into a, you know, a full movie, it's it makes for a very engaging uh, experience. Yeah. Can someone remind me what was going on in the the scene where, like, someone turns into a spider? Do you remember that? one of the guards at a tower like turns into a weird spider creature he was explaining yeah actually i can do that so um he i'm oh he was trying to gosh dang it um he was trying to get someone to make their third wish Mm -hmm. and then jeff you're gonna have to help me out here man they um i know that it was some like uh, worship or like servant of a some god or something that decided to block him when he was going to save uh, the woman. Can you help? Oh, it was the uh, the woman who uh, was obsessed with the the prince, prince. and That's she right. was like wishing for Kita. his baby and stuff. Yeah, he was. Uh, the guy was killed by his father. Remember That's the right. sultan? He was yep. convinced by uh, his like head of his harem to kill his son because he thought he was going to come for his throne. <laughs> That's and right. then the uh, Jin's, uh, you know, owner or whatever was pregnant with this baby and would not make her third wish. So he was like trying to get her to make the wish so that he could save her and be freed in one 
breath Mm -hmm. and she just Mm -hmm. refused to accept reality in that moment and she ended up getting taken away and he went to go save her and a servant of it's very quickly glossed over but it's a servant of some god Mm -hmm. or something who blocks him from saving her yeah and like turns into like some crazy spider and he kind of backpedals and it's kind of interesting because i was going to bring up that there's multiple times where he mentions that he's um not he doesn't see himself as like a an all-powerful being i think one of the first things he says is i'm a gin of modest power right i'm like i'm not Mm -hmm. the i'm not god and mm-hmm. so that was an interesting scene that I think they they quickly glossed over. Uh, you know, I, it almost felt to me like they only inserted that part to to make it so that you couldn't at home be like, why didn't he just like make those guys disappear and and save her? Why couldn't he just handle that situation? And and you know, I kind of wish there was more elaboration there. Now that you point that out, to be honest, I just I thought that it was visually very interesting, like how the guy like walked up. To, like he like crawled up to the top of the tunnel and then his head fell off and it became like a spider. It reminded me of the the thing. I was wondering the, if it was like a visual cool, the reference. The cool part to, about that is um, they that that kind of suggests that there's more of a you know maybe pantheons or you know other gods out there. I mean his existence sure. alone makes you go okay there must be more to it because he's just a gin and a lamp and there's you know he mentions very quickly that there are rules that govern his wish granting abilities and you know like mm-hmm. there's there's all these kind of like implications and hints that there's more to this cosmic realm than just this gin sitting in a lamp in Istanbul waiting to be found. And so that was just a moment that I was willing to accept because of that. Where it's like, okay, there's a broader narrative that they could dive into, but that's not the point of this particular story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I just I found this movie to be very, very rich. Um, like even just like that's the world building it. of the uh, the scene with Queen of Sheba, right? Um, when so- Solomon first comes to her, there's like human jackal hybrids are her guards you know what i mean and there's like this weird octopus creature just like sitting on the yeah. stairs oh there's the the more that you watch there's those just, scenes back the more you start seeing weird ass shit yeah there's just like it's just so jam-packed with just like strange visual elements that are just in the so very first, interesting like the very first hint of like anything cosmic or magical she's at that conference and that yeah. that weird god being sitting in white in the, is like sitting in the crowd that guy is standing behind the Queen of Sheba during Solomon's arrival, like standing next to Idris Elba. That's right. I remember and like that. I remember seeing him and being like, "Okay, so that guy's going to play an important role in the movie." But then you never see him again, so you got to just assume that, that he has some kind of tie to the Jinn, has some kind of tie to the Queen of Sheba. And at that time, there was a lot more magical shit going on. And I don't remember the Queen of Sheba making any wishes. Do you guys? No, she didn't. Well, she didn't own him. He was free at that time. He hadn't been mm, in prison. That makes sense. Yeah. So he just kind of gave her whatever she wanted just on a whim. Yeah. I don't know. Out of his love for her. Yeah. yeah it was, so there's it was a lot to unpack there that, you know, they, the movie's probably better served for them not spending a lot of time on it. You just accept that it's this fantastical time that, you know, is just not similar to modern day, you know. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. So overall, I, I want to move over into the topic now, if that's okay with you guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, um, overall, though, I, I I did really like this movie. I think it'll be a movie that I will throw on eventually, just kind of like you know, just on the in 
watch again because I, I do think that it's one of those movies that on, on further rewatches I'll get more out of it each yep. time. Yep. Um, so yeah, Comple- high recommend agree. for me if you haven't watched it up until this point. But high, high yeah. recommend for me as well. Okay. Um, you want go me ahead, to Brian, introduce you, your topic? Yeah. So in keeping with this theme, um, what I wanted to do was just dive into us making three wishes from the gym. Like we're in a scenario now where each one of us uh, has found the lamp in Istanbul. We bring it back to our bedroom and clean it with our toothbrush, disgustingly. And uh, out pops a gin, uh, Idris Elba. We don't recognize him as the uh, lauded actor. And uh, he gives us his uh, guardrails or his rules that cannot be broken. And I'm going to read them off to you. I actually pulled up the script and looked up that scene because we need to abide by the rules that this gin laid down for what he can and cannot do uh, to grant you your wishes. Uh, He says in ancient Greek, there are laws which cannot be broken. Three is three, a number of power. Thus, you may not wish for endless wishes. Nor may you wish for eternal life. It is your nature to be mortal, mine to be immortal. Nor can I absolve sin or end all suffering. I am only a jinn. So those are the rules. Now, what I want to do is just go around and have each one of us throw out a wish or a set of wishes um, to try to like test against these rules and test against each other to see if it's if we could all come to an agreement that it would be a good wish without any potential downsides. And I will say this wording is. Uh, it could be important here. I mean, you can throw out the concept that you're trying to go for, but you know, with like, we were going to want to think through like how it's worded because you know, a lot of, um, you know, these wish stories, uh, you know, or at least jokes around wish <laughs> wishes, uh, you know, end up being a play on the words, like the way you say it, like I want a million bucks and you have a bunch of deer in your living room or whatever mm-hmm. versus yeah. getting a bunch of money. So, um, think that through and, and, uh, who wants to go first? I, I got I got a good one I think. Um, okay. Obviously, wish number one is for my left arm to rotate clockwise for the rest of my life. Now, <laughs> um, if you guys are unfamiliar with that joke, look it up. It's fucking hilarious. Um, no, <clears throat> so I mean, obviously, trying to get wealth would be a uh, a worthwhile um, thing, but. I, I was trying to think of what's the what's the easiest way to come into the most amount of money. Um, without it being able to be perverted, right? Because, I mean, the goal here is that you guys are going to play the role of Jin and actually play the role of a trickster and and see if you can't pervert the wish, right? Yes, yes, or somebody standing next to you that's kind of trying to help you think through your sure your wish decision. It's not necessarily about fooling each other. It's so, more about, like, let's talk through the wish before you make it kind of thing. So I would wish for Jeff Bezos to wake up tomorrow... With the overwhelming urge to find me and personally, legally transfer $1 billion. Just one? Yeah, I I don't need more than that. All right, so that's getting taxed at 50% or whatever it is. Sure. I don't think it is. Can the government just tax you on a gift? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure over, I think it's over $10,000 or something. Anyway. 
Interesting. Right? I mean, in Shawshank. Right, well, then I want $10,000 once a year. I want the exact <laughs> amount once a year. That Only will once a year? $10,000 a year is not that much money. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't change your money. Yeah, yeah you but an extra 10K a year would be helpful. You know what I mean? That's one Harley Davidson per year, basically. Um, <laughs> I mean, at that point, uh, he could just make you an employee and pay you a hell of a lot more than that, and you pay less in taxes. So, but no, just just transfer me a billion dollars. Sure, make it illegal. Like get all the taxes out there, um, right? So, so, are you, so this is like a public thing. Like this is like people know what's happening, kind of. Thing? I prefer not if it's if it's okay. avoidable. So, so, uh, so you'd need to craft something in there that's like it's happening in secret, kind of. But even if it even if it was public, I, I, I'm curious how that would how what would happen. I mean, people hit me up for money, well, but so I, I think you know you'd run into the same pitfall as uh, you know people who win the lottery, right? I mean, like people like more lives are ruined by winning the lottery than lives that are changed for the better because. You know, a sudden influx of money like that changes relationships, you know, changes what you're doing in your day to day life. Um, so I, I don't know if I see this any different than winning the lottery in a sense. And that's why I was asking for, uh, you know, how much your stress you're putting on anonymity, because, you know, uh, I think that 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 old chestnut about winning the lottery and everything going to shit is based on nothing i think it's for losers to make themselves feel better about losing the lottery because i i people win the lottery a lot and i do not hear about their lives falling to shit all the time i I was actually just doing some reading about this because you know i had like you know two lottery tickets and a a somewhat recent uh billion dollar that that 1.2 billion dollar one yeah yeah and uh and so i was reading up on this and uh no it's still a, a generally accepted thing that like you have to take certain steps to avoid what most people experience with uh, publicly known, you know, lottery winnings, like people will go to great lengths to try to keep it a secret because it completely changes their relationships. It completely changes aspects of their lives that you cannot see coming. You know, I think wealth is an interesting one here because, um, you know, do you just, why wouldn't you just wish for unlimited riches? Why are you taking money from Jeff Bezos, getting taxed on it and making it this public thing. Like, why don't you just ask for an, an infinity sign in your bank account? Because why did, why did you take the approach that you did? Because it's, it's too easy to pervert. It's, it's too easy to turn around and be like, Hey, this person just laundered this much money, right? If it's, if there's like the IRS absolutely is going to turn around at my bank account at the end of the year and be like, where did this money come from? And if I don't have a legal way of, of telling them of justifying, if I don't have a receipt for a billion dollar transfer, um, then and, and if you get too carried away with it, you could cause some ridiculous inflation, right? Yeah. Um, so, I, and I wonder if there's just a way to craft your sentence where it has nothing to do with Bezos. It's more like, I want an IRS recognized, <laughs> you know, non-taxed deposit of a billion dollars in my bank account. See, and know, that's something like that. But even Anonymous. that has the ability to take away from someone less fortunate than me, which I don't want. I want Jeff Bezos' billions of dollars. I don't want... So you need to punish somebody else. I don't want $10,000 from every poor person in the world that, that are suddenly well off and can't pay their rent, can't pay their groceries, that then I then feel guilty for seeing this massive economic uh, a downturn that I personally have caused. I want to steal money from Jeff Bezos who can fucking afford it. Personally, I want the poor people's money. <laughs> <laughs> But that's my point. Like <laughs> this, which can absolutely really crank up this uh, economic disparity. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, 
I want the middle class to disappear faster, actually. <laughs> I think it's taken too long. Just kill it and be done with it. <laughs> yeah. I want to exit the middle class in meteoric fashion and pull the ladder up behind me on my way up the ladder. <laughs> on my way Ex- up. Exactly. Uh yeah, I, I just like I, I that's where I see that wish being perverted is that it's too easy for the genie to turn around and be like, oh, yeah, here's your billion dollars. And then you find out where it came from seems to be the most logical way to, to corrupt that wish versus yeah. me personally taking it from an asshole who doesn't need it. Um, yeah, uh, I, no, I, you got to like your wish has got to be if you want to be like generationally wealthy, you would have to be something like. I wish that my great 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 grandfather had been a successful inventor who made a lot of profit and invested wisely to provide for my family generationally so that my family could become old money family. You know what I mean? Something along those lines you have but to that like would completely be very specific. change sure. everything about That's your family f- well, history. It's fine. I, mean, I, could, I don't even really like my wife that much, so I could be married to a new woman. I'm I just could, I could pervert that wish, though. I mean, Tyler, how'd you get your resources? How'd you get your money again? Oh, yeah. My great, 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 great grandfather made the slave whipper 9,000. Uh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not Jesus, laughing at that. I, I, didn't, I didn't laugh at that. Jesus, chef. Yeah. You know what? But he's got a point there, right? I mean, old money oftentimes is dirty. Is sure. less common that that money comes from uh, which well you know what widely accepted I'm not seeing a lot of repercussions <laughs> on those families right now I just I mean told I'm, you, I'm not saying that that's right you but... have a massive repercussion in that it would completely rewrite the history of your family you have no idea how that would impact decision making throughout your family line no, I mean you might not right. even be born because of like, that but in the cover batch right now is technically being sued by uh, what what was the country um, but it's uh, uh, I don't know some some one of the the island nations because his family owned it's like a, the Bahamas or some shit. Right? His family owned a slave plantation out there back in like the the eighteen hundreds, um, and that's how right. they got their institutional wealth. And, and but, if, but once again, he you guys have to you have to like build this stuff into your wish because uh, <laughs> like just point out you are screwed and like you have to say something like you would literally have to account for it by saying, you know, I don't want it to change, you know, my current existence or anything that has happened to me i just want there to have been money throughout my family line you know like smart investments that made quietly that did not impact their decisions throughout the generations or whatever yeah like you have to or else it's going to completely change it'll fuck you up man how about if we just remove money from it and just like so i'm going to change to my to one of my wishes that i wrote down right all right, so I wish to become immune to any and all injuries, diseases, and other forms of harm and the effects of aging unless I consciously decide to receive the effect. So that doesn't make me immortal because I get to choose when I die. But also, hold on, I hold on. Am... So, so you're getting rid of your ability to contract diseases. Yes, you don't care about anybody else. <laughs> Let's not just get rid of the disease entirely. Let's just take care. of I you. will address that on my second wish, <laughs> but for Why this just one, do it in one wish? I'm focusing on my own. Why would you use two wishes on diseases? <laughs> I'm focusing on myself. This is just I'm just trying to beat the system. Treat yourself, here, right? Brian. Let's not question that. You gotta treat yourself. <laughs> I'm being selfish for Looking this wish, for just for one. the purposes of this game. Look it up for number one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. This is just I'm not actually making this wish. If I was, I would probably include my family, but for right now, I'm just trying to focus on myself. All right, that's fair. All right. So, I'm I'm going to say this before I lay anything out. 
I think you guys are thinking very small here. I think there are, I, when I was Googling around trying to look for inspirations, <clears throat> I, I think there are some real game-breaking wishes you can make that make uh, wealth a kind of a thing you don't really care about. Um, this one seems pretty good because why do you need wealth if you're just like, you know what I mean? Like you're healthy. You don't have to pay for health insurance. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I don't need to be super wealthy. Like I'm very happy and comfortable with where my wife and I are right now. You know what I mean? Like we're in a really good place. We can afford vacation, like nice vacations. We can, you know, we, we're all doing fine. No one's starving. You know what I mean? Like I don't need all, I don't need like extra fancy shit. Like I don't need Louis Vuitton pants or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Like I'm happy with what I have. Like, so as long as I can be and my wife and my son can be healthy, like, that's that's really all I want to wish for, especially after a week of being sick. It's the first thing I thought of. It's like, how do I make this not happen again? Yeah, you know, that's funny. So I don't know. Can you find a loophole there? The only one I thought of is that when you're building muscle, you're actually damaging your muscle and then allowing it to heal. Mm. So if I am if I am immune from the damage. But I did build in the unless I choose to second be wish. affected. Second yeah. wish. I wish to be muscular. <laughs> I wish to be hot as fuck. Without actually. having to work out. <laughs> I, I wish for great hair. Eating chocolate made me healthier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish junk food had the same health benefits as healthy food for me. Well, I <laughs> mean, me, this though. one does kind of factor that in because the harm, any other harms and effects... Uh, like, just negated. So like, yeah, exactly. So like, I could just eat pizza every day, and it's just, I'm not getting fat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So okay, I'm gonna jump in. Uh, Can you? Here. Well, you guys didn't. So I guess that was just the perfect that, wish. That one's that one's a good wish, but I'm gonna say once again. I, I think. Well, I think that one's pretty too good. small. I think that too one's small. Pretty, is your thought? Uh, only in the sense of I would say just make that wish for everybody. <laughs> like why yeah. just keep it to Well, yourself? I'm afraid that if I give it to everybody, then it, then it, essentially you're asking for immor- immortality because not everybody has the same morals that I have where I'm like, I'm only going to use it until well, I'm at so, a certain stage and then I'm going to be like, all right, wish over and then I'm going to die. Yeah, I think that's you know I, I mean? think that's where your hole is then. Like how is this not a, a, a abstract way of asking for immortality? Because you're controlling this the terms of your death. Right. Yeah. So I could almost I, see I Idris Elba. I guess maybe then I would build a time a timeline into it. Like, unless I consciously decide to receive the effect or a hundred years, whichever comes first. Or a thousand <laughs> years. I mean, you can yeah. make it. You can push it and, out a little it, bit. Right. Well, that sounds like way too long. Uh, but, but you I'm, can I'm, change. You can kill it early yeah. if you wanted to. Sure. So exactly. say ten thousand years or something, and then just give yourself that opportunity to yeah keep it going. Go bicentennial man with it. All right. Well, I got a big one coming up for my next option. So yeah, let's, let's so I'll say, I say I'll say that one makes a lot of sense. Like, so Jeff went for wealth, Tyler went for health. I, you know, the wealth one. I think there's so many flaws in it, and I think there's so many wishes that you can, you know, address the need for wealth. Um, health makes a lot of sense, although you know you are flirting with the potential for uh, him to say, "Sorry, I, I already said." you're meant to be mortal. I can't impact that or whatever, depending on how you worded your, your request. Yeah. Because injury is part of mortality. Right. And so is aging. Right. So he'd be like, you have too much control over your own mortality and I can't grant yeah. that to you. But, that's my word, um, but you know, we'd have to, we'd have to give it to him and see what he said. So I think there are some wishes that are truly 
uh, game breakers. And in one, as I look through his parameters, I just don't see how they um, would be something that he'd be like, yeah, oh yeah, that too. I like, I can't, you know, grant you that. So one I saw was uh, luck. It just wishing to be lucky at all times in all things. Like that's in terms of that covers wealth. Fuck it. Just go to a casino and gamble for a few hours. <laughs> like you're just going to keep winning until they kick you out or, you know, play the lottery and you'll just win. Right. You only have to play one game um, that covers health. Right. You're, you're lucky. You're not getting sick. Right. That's an unlucky thing. Um, you're not getting injured. Right. But at the same time, that's not in any way stopping you from aging which means you're not buttoned up against that uh, immortality rule. Um, someone it tries can. to shoot you, that bullet's But what if you're just lucky you? at all times and in that you find pennies on the ground and then that, that constitutes as like your luck for the day? You know what I mean? Like what if it's just like Well, that's, that's why I said lucky at all times <laughs> in all things, right? You're just lucky no, oh, matter, okay. no matter the scenario. So, I mean, but when does like the when does the luck run out in the sense that like if you go gamble does that mean you just never lose and that you, you every single hand that you play will, or, or are there times that you will lose I, I'll, I'll say yes and therefore you'd have to be smart to not just not be at casinos because they'll kick your ass exactly but but all you got to do is go play the billion dollar lottery one time and you never have to gamble for the rest of your life or bet on football games you know, or something where you're not in a casino where they're sitting there trying to figure out how you're cheating at a table. You follow me? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I think it's pretty watertight, man. I, I, you know, it covers health and wealth. Um, you know, I think it covers things like uh, love and happiness because like things aren't going wrong for you. You're just happy. You know what I mean, like it's just all good, man. I almost wonder if it, like you're flirting with the potential to like get bored in some way. I, I think, uh, the problem there is uh, humans thrive on conflict in the sense that the, the most successful people in human history all still have problems. If you ask them, hey, what's going on? They're going to have a list of things that they're complaining about, which is wild because the things that yeah. they complain about are not things that I complain about. Right? They have solved all of the problems that I have with money uh, and they don't have those problems but they have new ones right i mean bill gates and melinda getting a divorce is insane to me what why could those two people not have all the time in the world to see eye to eye and and make it work well right i mean and so if you are just, relationship dynamics isn't affected by anyway and, and just like that right so, so money doesn't solve everything luck wouldn't solve everything either you would still have life problems that would exist maybe even as an occurrence of your luck where you would be seen as this person that can do no wrong and your partner would might not uh well i mean is your goal to have a perfect life or is your goal to have like things go more yeah just like better stuff because like within your control right yeah i I don't think you want to remove adversity from your life because that is where the boredom comes in right Right. because not being challenged or having things to overcome or strive towards like i mean if everything's just handed to you your whole life you go insane i think so i think that is i I would think i don't know but yeah i think that's what came to me as the potential pitfall when i was seeing this one i just i think it, it it would need to come with um uh the ability to or like the, like i guess the under like what am i trying to say it would need to come with 
you having the like the wherewithal to understand like moments where uh like i guess the ability to like control luck in some way Mm -hmm. if that makes sense like like turning it on and off or like at times where it just doesn't apply you know what i mean like you're still able to you know if i want to write a book and become an author it doesn't just you know the thoughts don't just luckily come to me or something you you understand what i'm trying to say like i think you guys are kind of hitting on the the real crux of it which is you're running the risk of like feeling like you're living life on autopilot right i'm i'm picturing um harry potter when he drinks the felix felices and he's he's kind of just on autopilot walking around and luck is dictating what happens to him for a course of about 12 hours after he drinks the lucky potion mm-hmm. and i think if if that's happened. the experience it could ruin your life tyler like i i you know what happened is he turned into the purple man um Hundred percent with the pheromones. Yeah, I was actually thinking about Domino from. The, uh, it's it's worse Deadpool. than that, right? Because what's going to happen is uh, you're basically going to lose perception of reality. Uh, the the concept of Purple Man is a is a character from the Marvel universe that essentially has the ability to control other people just by being in the same room, room as them. He asks them to do something and they do it. Um, wow. He has pheromones that as you breed them in, you just become compliant to whatever his wishes are. And because of that, he becomes an egomaniacal supervillain <coughs> because he can't exist in any other fashion, right? He doesn't get subjective truth from other people because they are always becoming whatever he needs them to be, right? You don't get two people working towards a problem. You get two people... You right. get a person like that a just adopts mind. Exactly. It's like a hive mind with you in and, control. And I think that's what's going to happen to your luck thing is that every single person that you come across, even if it's happening or not, you would never know whether or not you guys actually genuinely agree on something or whether or not they just lucked into thinking th- viewing it the same way because yeah, of this luckily they just agreed with exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like that's how luck works. It's not lucky that my wife also wanted to marry me. You know what I mean? Like we worked at our relationship. And she decided that she wanted to marry me. Well, I'm, I'm glad right? you're bringing like, the relationship. That wasn't based on luck. I'm glad you're bringing the relationship thing up because the other thing that I thought about with this was Barney, Stins- Barney Stinson in the How I Met Your Mother episode where he comes up with the ploy to put his phone number up at the Super Bowl. And then he has yeah. a phone ringing off the hook. And you think at first like, oh man, like all these beautiful women are calling him that. What a genius. But like over the course of the episode, he kind of like devolves into madness because like he keeps well, seeing like, like a, decision he keeps seeing this grass is greener scenario and like even though he has like the, <laughs> at one point like the perfect woman right in front of yep. him he continues to like dip back into the well because he just cannot break the cycle of like self-destruction and i'm almost wondering if there's a risk of something similar where it's like all these you know you walk past a, you know you just luckily bump into this you know fate driven you know circumstance where like suddenly a supermodel is in love with you and you're like suddenly looking at that like maybe that's a better life and you know and then something else happens and maybe that's a better life and like it almost would ruin you in a way of like like too much good stuff is happening to you and you can't find your you know your happiness because you're continually chasing it if that makes sense yeah i also think that you're at the risk of uh like great tragedy um there's a character in superhero comics that uh becomes uh has the personification of death become uh uh, obsessed with him or infatuated with him and because of that death follows him around constantly but refuses to take his specific life and so he is incidentally immortal 
but just everyone around him dies at all times. Um, <laughs> and I think you have a chance of doing that where like you're on a plane, you're, you're in a, you survive a plane crash and everyone else dies, but you survive. And then you take a train ride and the train derails and everyone else dies, but you survive. And you're like, yeah, I'm lucky, <laughs> but I want this it to sucks. stop happening. Yeah. That's funny. How many times yeah, are you in those natural disasters? Anyway, so I don't think we need to spend the whole time talking about that one. Uh, I've got a ton more, um, but I want to. I actually think back we gotta. I think actually think we gotta move on from this. So maybe oh, one shoot. one more. Yeah, because we're we're pretty much at our hour right now. Okay. Um, and we haven't even done the 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 final segment here. So. Yeah, um, I've got one. I have oh, one ahead, more. Do you want, yeah. Well, you, you go ahead, Jeff. Right. You you started us I, off. I'm so give us your one last one, and Brian. Brian, you pick your best one for your your third or for your last one, and then we'll just go from there. Okay. I'm curious where this one will go. Um, I, I had two that I was thinking of, but one of them I could obviously see the downfalls. I was going to say I wish to never be wrong, but I was just curious how where you guys were going to go. But I wish that. Well, then you're affecting reality, yeah. so I don't. I don't know. I know. Yes. And, and you say something one. errantly, and like it would change the yep. way that reality works. Yeah, that's a big risk yeah. there. Yeah. Big problems. I wish that animals can talk. Let the chaos ensue. Uh, then everybody would have to be vegan. But you're also dialing up the intelligence of animals, and there's a lot of risks associated with that as well, because that's so. what sets us apart. Yeah, but they would all of a sudden animals are communicating. Have you not seen and, Planet of the Apes? Yeah, you're giving tigers the ability to communicate with each other so that they can take down our Dude, society. They just turn into raptors, man. This sounds, also, this sounds we're like the world that their, I want to live in. They're having to have relationship dynamics. You know what I mean? Like just, tigers yeah, having to seduce each other. Wish wish to move to Narnia, man, and just leave the rest of us out of it. Yeah, this, this would be a great world. All right. Female lions, when they're in heat, have to have sex like 100 times a week. That would be the hilarious conversation. Oh <laughs> to watch the male lion be like, woman? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> what is this world where you're watching them have the conversation? Yeah. I, I'm not saying. I'm <laughs> I mean, journeying to the savannah to go talk to female lions about their sex habits. What the hell's wrong with you? What I'm saying is <laughs> yeah, all. all Freak. aspects of this of this society would be approved by animals talking a bear chasing a man down in the woods would be hilarious <laughs> stop fucking running I, <laughs> no. I disagree i i feel like you're ruining like the economy because suddenly like everybody's vegan because they're aware of how animals feel so you're taking meat out of the equation. I mean, it's probably better for us all in the long run. I was about to say, that's good for the planet. That's good for planet. our health. Like, it seems Methane like a good thing. Methane production because of grass, uh, animal farmland destruction, and, and uh, cows farting is uh, huge. Um, I didn't articulate that very I mean, well. Do you think, yeah. I mean, obviously, I Jeff chose chaos with that one. Let's just move on to Tyler here. What do you got? All right. Uh, I wish that Brian had two buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? Of? I'm just gonna treat that with silence. <laughs> That's your wish, but then yeah. I would, But I've got a wish in the bank. I'm gonna ruin your life. <laughs> I like where this. I like That's the turn that this is taken. Is my revenge? Wait, why do you all, not in this? Not in this scenario. Only I have. Wishes. Can I also point out? In this scenario, you don't even know I have a gin. So you just suddenly wake up one day and you just have a second butthole. Can I also point out? You're like, what the fuck? That, that Where did Brian, this come from? Why is this happening to me? I'm going to. And it doesn't really affect your life that much, except for that you have to. I mean, I guess you have to like wipe both. But like, 
Otherwise, your life is pretty much the same. It's just a weird thing that happens to Wouldn't you. Wouldn't that be like a one or the like other type with. of situation? Anyway. Who knows? I, I also want to point out that Brian fucking insulted us by saying where our wishes are too small and then turned around and wished for an equally small wish. So Luck is, <laughs> is an all-encompassing wish. What the hell are you talking you took, about? You just wished for personal gain. You were like, I think you guys are looking small in scope. And I'm like, oh, I he's got like some like guys... global wish that he's going to wish. And he says, goes, I wish to be lucky. Man, fuck you. I feel like you guys really aren't <laughs> giving enough time to my butthole's wish. No, I don't <laughs> I really think like it deserves any more time. Address this. All right. Where, where is the second butthole, right Tyler? You. I'm curious. Is it, like, oh, is it like a belly button butthole that like he ha- like it dynamically Dealer's changes? Choice. It dynamically <laughs> so changes Dealer's the way choice. he has to go to the bathroom? I'm leaving that up to the uh, to the gym. <laughs> so <laughs> what I can't believe is that through two rounds of wishing, neither of you wish for a freaking superpower. It's kind of blowing my mind. I mean, that would be my wish. That would be my actual wish. But I would know that it just I like the like animal it's wish. Too much responsibility. Too it would cause too massive chaos. And I know that it was too easy to pick apart. Right. Like right, when you get into the mythos of superheroes, which I won't dive too much too deep into this, but like you can't wish for one superpower. Because like, you need secondary superpowers ben. to survive yeah. that power, right? Running at the speed of light without the ability to comprehend running at the speed of light means you take two steps and you fucking slam into a wall and you're dead, right? right? And your body needs to be able to withstand the forces exactly. And all that shit. Being able so, to lift a train. Too much responsibility with your Uncle Ben shit. Get out of here, right? <laughs> I want powers yeah. just to, you know, benefit me. I mean, Tyler <laughs> did wish for superpowers, right? I mean, the ability to turn off pain. He could just walk into a bank and walk out with all the money in the world that he wants. They can't shoot him, right? point they can restrain him though he could sit in prison forever (laughs) so i think there's bigger ones and we're gonna go back to the whole you know small wish big wish yeah all right mr lucky mr there are i'm just gonna throw a couple at you and you guys can chew on them at the same time the control of time telekinesis and the ability to control probability and that third one i think is an absolute game-breaking one that i i almost wonder whether Uh, Idris Elba would say no to it because of the immortality rule. Um, what it, what I mean by the ability to control probability is you want to be rich, just increase the probability of you being rich to 100% and you're you're rich. It's kind of a reality-breaking uh, yeah. power as it's, well. It's uh, Scarlet Witch. Uh, there's, there's reality warpers in, in superhero comics. We're familiar with them. Um, it's, it's an interesting concept. Uh, it would change the world to a point where you just like with the purple man, um, same, same flaws in the sense that you wouldn't really want to live in that world. You, again, you eliminate adversity in the same sense where, what, what is the point of living at that point? There's no, there's no conflict, right? There's, there's no, uh, build up to getting the things that you want, which means enjoying them is, is lessened then then i think out of those three the right answer is telekinesis because telekinesis gives you what would effectively be the equivalent of things like super strength or you know you know just the ability to control the world around you but it's also something that you could stay anonymous with um it's also something that would not eliminate all adversity it would just give you a tool to address adversity um you know, I think that one would would be a very interesting one on just a day to day basis. You know, picture a normal human being walking around quietly with telekinetic powers. Uh, 
the other one is, you know, the ability to read or control minds, obviously, would give you a lot of power over other people, but we don't need to go into that one. I think telekinetic abilities is the best way to kind of like not rock the boat too much, but at the same time, still drastically change your life. Yeah. I mean, easy, easy flaw that I can drop in on the telekinesis thing is you're, you're introducing the ability to move things with your mind. I'm going to touch you. I'm going to, I'm going to point you over to a, a, a real masterpiece of a film back from 1996. John Travolta stars in the film Phenomenon, in which an average Joe leaving a bar sees a bright light, wakes up the next morning with the ability to move shit with his mind, and he becomes like incredibly intelligent. He solves all of his city's problems, like reorganizing the the, the situation. Either way, what they reveal is he's got a tumor in his fucking head. Um, and that's what's giving you your telekinesis. Uh, and he has to remove the, the tumor. I don't remember him having telekinesis. In I'm pretty movie. sure he develops telekinesis. I remember telekinesis. him just becoming really intelligent. I'm pretty sure he develops telekinesis. I don't know. Either way, same problem. You get your telekinesis, it's a tumor. And you're going to have to cut it out in order to survive. Yeah, that's an easily worded uh, wish to avoid negative effects. <laughs> like, Let's hear it. Hey, uh, I'd like telekinesis, but not if <laughs> not in the form of a tumor in my head. Sure. Done. So it comes up in some other f- illness or something that's going to. Hey, I mean, I think that you could take five minutes to write a watertight sentence that is, I, I wish to be granted the power of telekinesis without changing under any other physical state, you know, of my being. I just want the power to be able to do it without. You know, blah, 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 blah. I think it's it's a pretty easy way to phrase it to where he doesn't go, cool, you have a tumor that gives you the ability to lift shit with your mind. Well, he really does have telekinesis in this movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it. It's a real beauty of a film. He takes a bath with um, the horse whisperer. Kira Sedgwick. She cuts, she cuts his hair. It's very, very ironic. <laughs> Wait, All right. The horse whisperer. So, her, is I, that her name in that movie? No. <laughs> so let me say this. I have one follow-up question. I know that we're, we're wrapping it up. This is a, gr- a great ending question. What wish would, or I'll ask it this way. Could Alethea Binney make one wish within the parameters that the djinn laid down for her that would help her solo the ancient one from Doctor Strange? I want all the powers of the Sorcerer Supreme with no strings attached. What strings attached does the Ancient One have? Responsibilities. I don't know, but that saves you from a lot of issues, I think. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you just if you just say, no I want telekinesis with no strings attached, then there's no tumors in that. You know what I mean? You just have telekinesis. Right? So. Yeah, there's a lot of wishes just, that... that- it's like it's like no homo, but for uh, for genies, so they can't fuck you over. You know what I, mean? I will say also, I don't even know if the ancient one is her most powerful role. She also played Lucifer in the uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, no, it was um, Constantine. It wasn't. It wasn't Lucifer. She played uh, Gabriel. I don't know, one of the. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Like yeah, one, one of the angels. angels. One of, one of God's favorite angels, and it's about. Yeah, good movie. Not not as bad as it was when it came out. And it's actually like coming around now in some circles. But um, I think it was pretty. I think it was pretty well regarded at the time. I just don't think like by people who like comic books. But yeah, I don't know. I've actually never really liked it 
if I'm honest. I don't think it's the way I would have portrayed the character. I, I think the, the funny thing about that movie is like the actual Keanu Reeves playing Constantine is the worst part of it because <laughs> the rest of the supporting cast is actually pretty good. I remember, I don't know the actor who plays uh, the, the the devil, but the like he's a good casting for the devil. And, and Peter Stormare yeah. is that actor's name. Um, no, I, it's not even Keanu Reeves. I just don't think it's just, the, it's just not the way that I would have done the character i guess i don't right. know it wasn't magical enough i want it like it was more like schlubby I don't, anyway we're not talking about that movie right now another time we may matt reeves but, perfect casting for constantine i hope he keeps playing the role matt reeves the director of the batman no uh i'm pretty sure his last name's not reeves matt something else i'm pretty sure matt reeves is like the him. guy who played uh matt reeves is definitely director of the batman but and the planet of the apes movies Anyway, um, Matt Ryan, that's what it is. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Sorry. Anyway, Brian's question was, is there a, a, like who, how could she get more powers to beat the ancient one? Mm-hmm. Um, what if she's just, so she's in this context, she's aware the ancient one exists. Uh, yeah, she's, she's aware and she needs to make one wish in order to win that fight. One-on-one. I wish the ancient one had stage four cancer. <laughs> I wish for the Infinity Gauntlet and the ability to snap it without Boom. dying. I wish the Ancient One had two buttholes. <laughs> Dealer's choice on where the second one goes. Dealer's choice. <laughs> just, just. All right. All right. I think we can wrap it there. I, I think you win if you give her, like you know what I mean. You just it's a it's a tough life she's gonna have to live for the rest of her life. She's just gotta figure I out wish how to just the ancient one go through life with a second butthole. I wish the ancient That's one was tough. the victim of cyberbullying <laughs> as a child. <laughs> <laughs> just some petty abstract shit. I wish the ancient one was canceled publicly. <laughs> just. In the mainstream media. <laughs> I regret asking this question. <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> I was for the uh the ancient one to go through a very public sexual assault. Oh my God. <laughs> That's where we're gonna draw the line. Well, I've ruined their lives, solo them. Just I wish that every forty five seconds the ancient one hears like a, a smoke alarm chirp wherever she is. Yeah, with no explanation. <laughs> Permanently. And there's no resolution yes. possible. <laughs> I saw the most passive aggressive one once. I'm like, I wish every time the ancient one washes her hands, her sleeves would get wet. <laughs> some shit like that. Damn, I think someone might have hit me with that one, actually. Because <laughs> even if I roll my sleeves up, I feel like I walk away from the bathroom and they're wet. And the it's paper towel roll is always empty. Yeah. I wish that every time the ancient one pooped in a public toilet, the to- there was just no toilet paper. <laughs> or it, it would splash up and hit, and hit her on the yeah, back. Yeah. There would just be a little kiss. bit of a splash back on the butt. <laughs> Neptune's kiss, baby. Neptune's yeah. <laughs> 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 kiss. Actually, the name would just make that no, shit. No, that's the name. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is I'm picturing a scenario where someone plays this out and each oh. one just goes crazy and just ends it just can't handle it 
If you think that's funny, Eric sent me a, a fucking someone like webcomicked out Neptune's kiss. It's fucking. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Um, all right, we'll post it as the image for the for the for the episode. Yeah, I've, unfortunately, I feel like we ruined the next topic, which is what's the most passive aggressive wish you can <laughs> you could you could hit somebody with. Uh, just like a really petty, like use your use one of your three wishes to ruin someone else's day. <laughs> um all right let's uh let's move on if you guys are ready to uh what are what we've been reading watching yep listening to um i'm gonna start and i'm just gonna go through a list of things that i've watched over the last couple weeks since we've been on and i'm just gonna quickly say if i think it was worth watching okay the Pale Blue Eye on Netflix starring Christian Bale and Harry something. The guy who played Dudley Dursley, he's actually like really good at acting. He's tall and skinny now. Um, so Ed, Edgar Allan Poe is wrapped up in like a 1800s occult mystery. Um, it was pretty good. I don't know that it fully worked for me, especially like the, the third act. The final twist of the movie didn't really work, but... The rest of the movie was compelling enough that I enjoyed it. Um, I rewatched Love and Monsters, and I highly recommend that movie. It's very, very good. Um, I watched Zoolander, the first one and the second one. Don't watch the second one. It's terrible. The first one, there's like a really random James Marsden cameo where he plays uh, the guy who killed Abraham Lincoln. I, what's, that, what's that actor's name? John Wilkes Booth. was an actor. Yeah, that's right. He plays John Wilkes Booth in like a non-speaking part, just James Marsden, which I thought was crazy. Um, Hatchet-wielding Hitchhiker, documentary on Netflix. It was fine. Um, The Americans, I started watching it. It's a TV show from back in the day that I'd just always been recommended and never checked out. Started watching it. It's amazing. Really like it. Hunters season two, thought it was fine. Didn't didn't love it, but it's kind of how I felt about season one, so that's fine. Um... Poker Face, new show directed by Ryan Johnson, starring Natasha Leone. It's like a mystery series on Peacock. Um, I have watched the first three episodes and I'm really liking it. I think it's really good. Um, and then my big recommendation is The Bear. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about this or are aware of this show. Um, when I was making my best of list, this was on almost every television critic's top list. Like it was either one number one or number two most like their favorite show of the year. And I was like, what? This show is essentially about it's the guy who played Lip in uh, Shameless. Jeremy Allen White, I think his name is. Um, he plays like a really well-regarded chef who worked at French Laundry, which is a very famous restaurant in Napa. Um, it's like a multi-Michelin star restaurant. It's widely considered to be the best restaurant in America. Um, so he was like the head chef there and quits his job there and moves back home to Chicago to run his brother's sandwich shop after his brother commits suicide. And it's their story. It's like the whole every episode is just them in the kitchen dealing with the chaos of running a sandwich shop in Chicago. And like his story is unfolding throughout the series. And I 
really didn't have high hopes but it was on like a lot of people's lists so i was like all right i'm gonna check it out and i love it it's really good it i i get it i get why people like it so much so high recommend for me if you haven't watched it go check it out the bear it's on hulu all episodes uh, from the first season are streaming so check it out brian you guys next um you know i just the just the expanse um I think last time I mentioned it, I said Expanse, and I was corrected recently. So, The Expanse, uh, <clears throat> great show, still cranking through it. Um, and then my wife uh, acquiesced to watching Interstellar with me the other night, which was big because uh, that's a uh, you know a year or two battle for the for the big ones. You know, my big ones that I like to circle back on: um, Interstellar, Cloud Atlas. Uh, Inception. We actually watched Inception a couple weeks back as well. Um, so for some reason, she's been in a very generous mood in letting me watch all these great films. And the most recent one being Interstellar still holds up, guys. Um, you know, love, time, and gravity are the three things that can travel through dimensions. So um, take that to the bank. And uh, and the Expanse uh, is awesome. I'm in the season. I want to say three now. Um, and Thomas Jane is just absolutely awesome. Um, and Stephen Strait, I believe, is the, the main actor on that one. Uh, so handsome, that actor. Yeah, he's... Every time he's on screen, I'm just like, God damn, I wish I looked like that. Yeah, he's, he's a good looking, looking guy. Um, great show. So that's, that's <clears> what I got for you. I'm looking forward to Hunters. Haven't got into it yet. Yep. Hunter season two for myself. Uh, I also watched Star Wars Tales of the Jedi which is the the origin story for both Ahsoka and Count Dooku. The Count Dooku parts are actually pretty riveting. It's it's Count Dooku's kind yeah. of descent and and his the reasons why he turned from the Jedi and turned towards uh, um, the the Sith. And uh, I found it compelling. Yeah. Um, really liked that story. Uh, watching the Bad Batch, staying up with that, which is the the Star Wars Clone Force ninety nine, um, and them surviving the Order sixty six. Obviously, we've all finished Willow. Um, and uh, we didn't touch on that, but we all have to touch yeah, on oh, yeah. uh, the season finale of Willow. Um, Strange World. I don't, I don't have a lot to say about Willow. I it's mean, we already fine. touched on a lot of it, like that they kind of do a modern yeah. flair that seemed to work, I think. And that's... I don't, yeah, I think I can wrap it up by just saying I thought it was fine. It was a fun show. I'm down with season two. I'll watch it. But otherwise, you know, not a lot to say about it. I, yeah. I Chip, watched. Chip. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Please. Uh, Strange World on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I, yep, I liked I it. Watched it. I, it's it's good. It good right. themes of uh, strong parental paternal yep. relationships. We saw that too. Um, mm-hmm. Good films. Uh, watched Paddington one and two. Uh, okay. All right. Let's talk about it. Is it <laughs> worthy of the distinction of best film of all time? It's an interesting film. It's entertaining. I mean, it's it's not the cinematic masterpiece that everyone says it is, but at the same time, like it does everything that it's supposed to do, right? You're you're literally watching a top. I watched it with a bunch of friends and compared it to Stuart Little, and they lost their freaking minds, because um, because apparently they think <laughs> Paddington's so much better. But like we watched the first one, and I was like, all right, what's the second one about? What do I even? And they go, the bear goes to prison, and I went, what the fuck? <laughs> and literally the the, oh, shit. the number two, the bear goes to prison. <laughs> That's like he gets arrested and he goes to prison and he reforms the the <laughs> London criminal justice system. Uh, through marmalade sandwiches it's it's insane um okay <laughs> yep yeah uh brendan gleason plays this like hard-ass prison chef that eats a marmalade sandwiches and it changes his life um 
And then as on a whim, just couldn't sleep one night, threw on Escape from New York. Probably the mm, worst yeah. 80s action film I've ever uh, seen. It's oh very bad. I, I get, I'm going to have to edit the podcast for you saying that. It's, it's horrible. It was such a run-of-the-mill shitty movie. Uh, like the fight choreography is literally unforgivable. He one punches every single person. He this. one punches like eight dudes in every scene where people are going to just like whack, 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 whack. Besides the fact that he's like this covert ex-military guy that everybody knows. All of these strangers are like, you're Snake Plissken. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I couldn't tell you a single name of the people who killed Osama bin Laden. And, and neither can you guys. And yet every single person knows this dude who did some like random Cold War activities. Um, I think you'll find Chris Pratt <laughs> from Zero, Zero Dark Thirty. He plays one of the SEAL Team Six. And you still can't Sorry. tell me who dumb, it is. Dumb joke. What the name of the character is. But yeah. What are you talking about? Chris Pratt. The character. That's his name. My, my point is that this guy did like covert ex-military stuff and everyone's like, I know exactly who you are because of the eye patch. And I'm like, I don't understand how everyone knows who this person is. That doesn't, that doesn't, you've been living on an island for fucking 15 years. How do you know anything? Um I, I don't know. The um, movie's awful. That movie is. I like it. Climax but, is. I mean, it, weak. You got to just go into it knowing that it's like a really campy early '80s action film. You know, if you go in just expecting something really ridiculous, then it's fine. I've I've been told know. that Escape from New York or Escape from L.A. the sequel, which takes place 15 years later, I can't believe it took 15 years for them to get a sequel made. I I is better, and I'm like, I did it. I don't want to waste my life um so i haven't booted it up yet <laughs> okay all right brian you got something i was just gonna say that i, I watched some of oh, those you things. already talked about sorry <clears throat> yeah and then uh uh jeff i also finished um cobra kai so mm. if you ever want to talk about that we can we can do so but i don't know if we need to spend any of your time on it to be honest with you it's, it's the same episode seasons over and over again i don't We're know just why hate I'm watching, watching it at it. this point <laughs> It's yeah. the shittiest movie, the shittiest TV show that I still watch. Yeah, I, it's. Uh, I will watch the next season. I know I will. <laughs> but, there's only one last season. It's it. They got renewed for one. Yeah. one last season, and then it's all done. I mean, there's just nothing left to say. I think it's just the same shit over and over again. Yep. Did I just want to know? Did Hillary Swank nope make an appearance? Not yeah, but they're going no. global for God, this next like season. The, yeah, she's God. the only one we have not seen. Yeah, I want. Right. I just They're I will into, like, watch obscure side characters of, that I don't even remember. Well, I mean, we need yeah. we need Willow Smith and Hillary Swank to come back for this next season. It's not Willow Smith. It's uh, Jaden. 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 Yeah, Jaden Smith and Jackie Chan. Yo, Jackie. Yeah, if they get Jackie Chan and Hillary Swank in for the next season, I will. I'm saying this now. I will binge watch the first five, the whole series, <laughs> the whole series. All right, just to understand why Jackie Chan has come back. There's no way. <laughs> um, yeah, there's no way. But all right, cool. Does anyone have anything else that they want to wrap up with uh, before we take off for this week, Jeff? Uh, I'm gonna let you pick the next movie. Mm. Um, uh, do you have? A wish movie that you want us to I'm gonna mix it up I'm gonna pick a comedy that we've all seen um I'm going to pick Liar Liar I was wondering uh all right I'm I'm very interested to see what topic Mm -hmm. you're gonna do can you creatively lie (laughs) can you creatively distract someone from lying anyway um 
All right, cool. Join us next week where we'll talk about Liar Liar and we'll see if my voice is all the way back. Um, thanks, everybody. Talk to you then. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Thanks.